Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. You're listening to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's news talk, TNT Radio. Where is Cecil B. DeMille in his green fog when you really need him? Those who have seen the Ten Commandments will know exactly what I'm saying. We need a calling in our public sphere. And I'm not calling for, you know, assassinations. I'm not calling for, no, no. What I'm saying is these people need to be exorcised from the public square. We need to stop giving them platforms. We need to stop amplifying their voices. I'm not saying censor them. I'm saying we need to stop listening to them. We need to stop voting for them. Claire McCaskill, newspapers need to stop fact-checking Joe Biden until they fact-check Donald Trump every day on the front page. Earth to Claire, where have you been in the last eight years? It's just, it's insane. They tell lie after lie as though lies are their oxygen, because apparently they are. And they say it with such impunity. And more than that, moral indignation. They will lie to you to your face and claim the moral high ground in doing it. These people aren't sick. Donald Trump's being way too charitable. These people are evil. These people are literally the devil's handmaidens. It's unbelievable the stuff that they get away with. Had a woman today on CNN say that Christian nationalists, okay, so what part of that is bad, being a Christian or loving your country? No, 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 but we got to create a term that never existed before, and we're going to say it like it means something really bad. Christian nationalists, unlike Christians, believe that our rights come from God and not any earthly power, not from any government. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the whole point of our nation. Go back and read the Declaration. Go back and read the Constitution. Go back and read the Federalist. Go back and even further and read the documents, the treatises, the tracts that influenced our founding fathers. Of course our rights come from God. But they want you to think that the, our rights come from the government. Because as we all know, that which the government giveth, the government can taketh away. These people think the Bill of Rights gave us our rights. No. The Bill of Rights protects our God-given rights from the government. What is the very first phrase in the very first amendment? Congress shall make no law. It's a limitation on the government. The entire constitution is a quid pro quo. We're giving the government powers, but then in the ninth and 10th amendment, and they did it belt and suspenders. Unfortunately, the ninth and 10th amendment have gone by the wayside. They need to be reinvigorated by our courts because the Ninth and 10th Amendment are a belt and suspenders approach for limiting government power. It says the enumeration of certain uh, rights in this Bill of Rights and the failure to mention other rights doesn't mean that you don't have those other rights. Those rights not mentioned are retained by the states or the people. Go and read the Ninth and Tenth Amendment, and you'll see that they're duplicative. They're belt and suspenders approach. They're two different ways of getting at the same objective, limiting the federal government's power. Because the founders knew human nature, they were profound students of human nature. They didn't trust government. The whole predicate on which this nation was founded is a distrust of government. But they recognize that government is a necessary evil, and so we're going to give government limited powers. Go look up 
Article 1, Section 8, those are all the things Congress has the power to do, and limit government elsewhere. They instituted a system of checks and balances so that one branch couldn't be more powerful and dominate the others. They wanted a dynamic tension. Every single thing the media has called a constitutional crisis in the last 20 years? No, that's the Constitution working exactly as it was intended to work. That's not a crisis. We should be celebrating when we have what the media calls a constitutional crisis. But there they are pushing for the fact that our government's Christian nationalist, as though Christians don't think that our government, our rights come from God. All right, Christian nationalists, unlike Christians, because she didn't want to get in hot water saying she was anti-Christian, completely missed the boat in, in spinning a lie for their own advantage. Your rights do not come from your government. Full stop, end of discussion. And if your government doesn't understand that, you need to make them understand that by using your sacred vote. Do you have an upcoming community event, rally, march, festival, or fundraiser that could do with some free publicity? TNT wants to promote it for you. Simply visit the What's On Events calendar on the TNT website and submit your event details, and we'll get the word out on today's News Talk TNT. The facts, no spin or agenda. Not enough with the lies, we need the facts. This is today's News Talk Radio TNT. Unfortunately, we can probably safely categorize this one under, we saw it coming a mile away. According to a new study, more than 134,000 cancer cases in the United States went undiagnosed as people stayed home due to a nationwide lockdown during the first 10 months of the COVID scamdemic. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer, Adam Clark, AKA Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. And this is just the United States we're talking about here. So right. just, you know, imagine how this plays out worldwide. And also, this just covers the first 10 months. This doesn't cover the the after effect because so many people continued to not go to the doctor because of harassment. You know, why, why would you want to go back there after what they put you through during the pandemic? Regardless, uh, yeah, a lot of folks kind of unfortunately saw this coming. This is a uh, cross-sectional analysis. It was published in the JAMA Oncology on February 22nd. So that was just yesterday. Uh, it found that observed rates of cancer incidence in the United States were 13% lower during the first 10 months of the pandemic. The researchers wrote, quote, to our knowledge, this is the first study to offer a nationwide analysis using U.S. cancer registry data on the cancer case deficit experienced during the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, end quote. The study assessed cancer rate trends for March through December of 2020 using cancer incidents, that's I-N-C-I-D-E-N-C-E, -E, by the way, uh, data from the U.S. Cancer Statistics Public Use Database. This covers all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Data analysis was carried out from July 6th to July 28th, 2023. Uh, around 1,297,874 cancer cases were reported in the United States from March through December 2020. Of the observed cases, 50.7% occurred in male patients and 58.3% occurred in persons 65 or older. According to the study, there were potentially 134,395 undiagnosed cancers between March and December of 2020. Observed rates of all sites cancer incidents were 28.6% lower than expected during the height of the pandemic between March and May 2020. Prostate cancer accounted for the largest number of potentially missed cases, 22,950, followed by female breast cancer, 16,870, and lung cancer, 16,333. According to the study, screenable cancers saw a total rate reduction of 13.9% compared with the expected rate. The researchers found that while the rate of female breast cancer showed evidence of recovery to previous trends after the first three months of the pandemic, levels remained low for colorectal, cervical, and lung cancers. The study also found that disruptions to late-stage lung cancer diagnoses 
were quote unquote significantly higher than for female breast and cervical cancers, but comparable with disruptions in late stage colorectal cancer incidence. It revealed that U.S. states with more restrictive COVID-19 responses, no surprise here, had, quote, significantly greater disruptions, end quote, from March to May of 2020. However, by December 2020, these differences, excuse me, were, quote, non-significant for all sites except lung, kidney, and pancreatic cancer, end quote. So basically, you can look at this data and tell quite clearly that the lockdowns had a direct impact on people being diagnosed for a, you know, a very serious illness, Timothy. And and cancer is just yet again, this is one example. There were many other things that, you know, were missed while everybody was worried about, well, the thing. What do you think about this one? Well, you're right. We all knew about this. We were warning about it at the time while it was happening and, and immediately subsequent. And just to elaborate on your point about people not going even after the first 10 months, you mentioned harassment. What was that harassment? It was the stupid mask requirements. You can't sit in a waiting room without a mask. It was the stupid jab requirements. Oh, do you can't have this doctor as your doctor if you're not going to take the jab. Sorry. And then now, layer on top of this, Adam, the people that did get the jab and the turbo cancers they're having. It's looking more and more like the scamdemic wasn't just an exercise in conditioning people to accept government control. It looks like it really was weeding out the useless eaters. And that's a direct quote from a World Economic Forum presentation. They see people that use more government services than taxes they provide as useless eaters. And look who they got rid of. COVID had the highest death rate for people over 80, obese people, and people with both cardiac and existing respiratory issues, COPD, et cetera. Did they design the virus to kill fat and old people? People that were already gasping for breath? Is that what they did? I wouldn't put it past them, Adam. These people are evil. And if you think I'm exaggerating, they told us it was safe and effective when they knew it was neither, when they had no way of justifying saying it was either safe or effective. It had never been studied. So safe and effective was a lie. And yet, every single action taken with the jibby jab was predicated on the fact that, no, these are safe and effective. All the military has to take them because they're safe and effective. All Everybody in school has to take them because they're safe and effective. You can't keep your job if you don't take it because they're safe and effective. And now that they're finally admitting that there are problems with it, this is why America is the last bastion for freedom. This is why our nation matters to the world. Our immediate neighbor to the north, we've got a Canadian doctor. Okay, yes, we admit it. The gene jab made you paralyzed. But we're going to make up for it for you. We're going to allow you to choose euthanasia. That's not an exaggeration, Adam. That's an actual story today. They've told a Canadian woman who was paralyzed as a result of the jibby jab, as you call it, that she's eligible for euthanasia. Sorry we couldn't kill you the first time. You can flip the switch yourself and do our job for you. These people are evil. That's really crazy. I mean, we live in, in a world, Timothy, sadly, where increasingly it seems yeah. that the cure is worse than the disease. And then in places like Canada that have these made programs, I mean, it's literally it's just it's a cycle that leads you right into the arms of death. I mean, literally, I mean, I've always thought that the um, the the ultimate true public health crisis always was and always will be because we're still living with it to this day, the the reaction to the pandemic. So, right. you know, the disease, whatever that was, if it killed anybody, which I'm skeptical about, it certainly was not nearly the amount of people that were killed with these pho phony baloney cures, putting on people on ventilators, giving them the jib jabs and all of that stuff, depression, suicides, drug increase, alcoholism, people not going to get their checkups, the cancer thing is horrible, Timothy. Disgusting. 
All roads lead to death, Adam. You're exactly correct. I wish I wasn't. <laughs> well, I wish you weren't. I wish you weren't either. But that's the reality. Look, this is a spiritual battle. These people literally want us dead. It's up to us to to fight back, to get the truth out. And I really appreciate you bringing these stories. They're so important. Thanks for another great week of stories. Can't wait to see what you bring us next week. You're watching today's news talk, TNT, where we are lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT's Mark Morano. Breaking news. Climate punks trash the U.S. Constitution at the National Archive Rotunda in Washington, D.C. We are determined to foment a rebellion. We will not be held accountable to laws in which we have no voice or representation. The entire U.S. archive was evacuated because of this stunt. And did you notice our men in blue and women in blue stood around and enabled these protesters to not only deface the case of the of the where the U.S. Constitution was held, but also to quiet the crowd, it seemed like, and just allow them to speak. It's almost as if, hey, they have the floor, everyone. Let's be quiet. We have some uh, we have some uh, vandals here that want to speak. Let's give them our due respect that they've deserved, that they've earned. Mark Morano on today's News Talk TNT. TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do. Crisscrossing the globe, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night in two Two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff. It's a critical time, and we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from mainstream media and their powerful sponsors. We're now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to TNTradio.live and make a small donation to TNT while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission. It sounds pretty good. It's it sounds like, real, it's dude. Not bad, huh? This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's Friday. That means it's flyover day. Chuck Kordak from Writers Center USA is here with his flyover state report. Chuck is a very successful serial entrepreneur, primarily in the computer software and services industry. He was Shark Tank before Shark Tank, an alumnus of Ohio State University, where he was a Navy ROTC midshipman. He is currently working on a master's degree in history. Chuck's a staunch conservative from a military family and is committed to giving back to our military and first responders with deploymentbrands.com. He's been active in the Ohio GOP for decades and his educational initiative, Right of Center USA, focuses on training our current and future leaders. For more information, go to rightofcenterusa.com. I'd like to welcome back my very good friend and partner, Chuck Kordak. Jimbo. It is an absolute honor to be here, but you know what? Uh, gave up a fish fry for you tonight. Well, that's okay. I had two for you. Oh, you you had two for well, you could use two. I could probably use a lot less. Correct. <laughs> well, no, I actually I actually gave one away, but I bought two and uh, and gave one to a a deserving uh, fellow. You know, hey Timbo, start off the evening at the Flyover States. Speaking of fish fries and you know, being down in out in the ocean, South Carolina, Timbo, you know, and uh, it's kind of ironic, uh, even young South Carolina voters at Nikki Haley's alma mater are voting for Trump. And I've saw, I've seen this before, Timbo, you know, back in 2016 and 2020, when I was driving around yep. my H1 down Ohio State, these young voters, you know, they were very, very pro-Trump. And Nikki Haley has not been governor down there for, what, 10 years. But even, even at Clemson, that dirty school, you know, the way they play football down there, Timbo. Got to rub it in. Uh, you just don't like the fact voting, that they beat you. For uh, they play dirty, Timbo. Well, we, yeah, we you're talk not, about you're right. They're not voting for it. They're not voting for these. Here's the thing, okay, and this is our nation. We are probably a 55, 60, 65 traditional American values, America – Americana, and even among those that are in the minority, and it's a distinct minority, Democrats are in a distinct minority in this country, even among them, 
it's only five or 10% that are these lunatic, wacko, demonic, satanic inspired leftists pushing the trans agenda, pushing all the evil things. The tail is literally wagging the dog on the left side of the equation. The good news here, though, because, you know, we take people down the dark and twisties and give them the straight scoop, but there's always a silver lining. The good news here is that back in the 70s, we used to talk about how Republicans had to win by four points. You had to pull 54% of the votes in order to overcome the big union cheating, the big city cheating, the ward healers that used to walk around with wads of cash on election day. Even ramping it up with mail-in voting, with ballot box stuffing, literally back to, we're back to ballot box stuffing with these remote ballot boxes that we had in 2020 with the early voting, you know, we got to do away with election month. We need to get back to election day. Even with all the shenanigans, trucking ballots from Long Island to Pennsylvania, all the stuff that we saw going on in Pennsylvania, right. what you saw going on in, in Detroit, Michigan, even with all of that, the election machines, the software changing votes automatically, the, the ballots if it had a Republican vote automatically spitting out as invalid, even with all that, Chuck, it's only five percentage points now. Instead of having to win by four points, we have to win by five points now. So even with everything bad that's happening, it's only gotten worse by a percentage point. But just the fact that you have to pull 54, 55% of the vote to win if you're a Republican highlights the problem. You know, Tim, it's really affecting so many people, you know, and, and also down in South Carolina, it was just on Fox News when they were down there interviewing them, just because it is, you know, tomorrow's the primary. Yeah. Must be nice having a primary on a Saturday because they actually have a day off, you know, that they can go out and vote. But small business owners pour their heart out over Biden's crippling economy, Timbo. We can't take another four years of this. And can't take another four years down in South Carolina. This poor woman who was a business owner was just, you know, going through the list of everything that's bad. She says she's not going to be in business, Timbo, you know, in yeah. four years, you know, and she even mentioned can't afford a house. You know, everything's up 60% to build a house. It's just, it's insane. Well, how about that statistic you were telling me about earlier this week about young people? Well, the young people today, you know, before you, they could earn $65,000 and be able to purchase a house. Now it's a dollars $120,000. It's, yeah. it's more than doubled in three years, Temple, more than doubled in three years. It's, it's absolute insanity with the, the statistic. These kids aren't going to be able to get a house. I mean, you and I both got our first starter houses when we were in our 20s. But even back well, then, we you still percent <laughs> Yeah, I was... Uh... I was I was otherwise occupied in my twenties. I was I was busy in the software industry and and then going to graduate school. I bought my first house when I was uh, thirty. How old was I? I was thirty two when I got my first house. That was decades ago, Timbo. It was decades ago, three <laughs> decades ago to be precise. <laughs> but back when you had, actually had to have twenty percent down to purchase a house. Yeah. You know, and uh, that was right after uh, deregulation. I remember back when I was a kid, you'd go into the uh, bank and they would give you a toaster or a TV, you know, mm -hmm. and a microwave if you put in, uh, you know, CDs. Oh, if you, you put in $1,000. Yeah. You get the you microwave. With the Hunt, you bank it with the Hunt brothers down in Texas. You take a million dollars down on one of their banks. They were giving you a Cessna 182 tempo. Yes, you they know? were. It was incredible. You know, but that was back when a Cessna 182 was like eighteen, twenty thousand dollars. Now right. it's like you can't it's ridiculous, crazy prices, all because of Thurman Munson. And we got to leave North Carolina or South Carolina on this note. Uh, the president gave a great rally today and he dropped a little nugget. This is why we love him. And you know, all of this people saying he plays 3D chess, he really does. He dropped the nugget that the reason he named Nikki Haley. United uh, States ambassador to the United Nations was to keep her out of the South Carolina governor's race so Henry McMaster could win. That was a brilliant political stratagem on the president's part. And it worked fantastically because 
McMaster's been an amazing governor for South Carolina. So again, I keep reiterating, underestimate Donald Trump at your peril. You're listening to today's News Talk, TNT. Now, TNT Radio News. News Flash! Now, without further ado... For TNT, this is James O'Neill. The U.S. has unveiled over 500 new sanctions against Russia in response to the ongoing conflict in Ukraine and the death of opposition figure Alexei Navalny while in custody. Russian military hardware supplied to Ukraine has faced operational issues due to damage from rodents, as reported by Leif Figaro. Former Democrat Senator Claire McCaskill has demanded that the New York Times stop fact-checking President Biden. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda, it never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. OH. I O. What's going on in the Buckeye State? Well, you know, we had a great week. Uh, we had the takeaways from the Ohio Senate GOP primary forum that they had. Yeah. You know, we got to see all three candidates. And actually, it was actually uh, pretty good. You know, we watched that uh, together, Tibbo, and with Senator George Lang. He, uh, you know, a lot of people were glued to the set in Ohio watching that uh, that debate. You know what I really liked about that debate? These are three good men running for this office. Matt Dolan, yeah, we call him the pasty old white guy, but... And he's weak, right? He's GOPE. He's a squish. He's milk toast. He's the reason, and he and his brothers are the reason why the Cleveland Indians caved and changed their name to the Guardians. But Matt's a good guy. And Frank LaRose is a good guy. And Bernie's a good guy. So it's nice being able to choose between three good men based on policy preferences and not, you got to vote for me because this guy's a total scumbag. And it came out. Bernie complimented Matt when he did something that was good. He said, Matt, you really did a good job on that. And and Frank uh, did the same. And it, it was a nice forum. It wasn't a debate. It was a forum. And all three got their points out, but they did it collegially. And uh, I think the voters really got to see who they want based on policy preferences and not personalities. But don't you think, Tim, that the, that the uh, GOP are actually the... Um, the MAGA, the uh, real conservatives, the business first conservatives. We've been putting up some great candidates in a, in a yep. number of states, but we really have. I mean, look at the Democrats. They can't even put up anybody for president or even vice president. You know, and in some well, of these and states, the people that they do put up, it seems as though you have to be <laughs> you have to have some some major skeletons in your closet to be a Democrat candidate. I think the lone exception was uh, Mr. Santos from Long Island. And, and and again, here's the Republicans. Oh, no, we're going to stand on principle and we're going to oust him. And so what if our majority reduces? You know, I'm sorry. Politics is a blood sport. It's the last blood sport in America. It's bare knuckles fighting. And, and these milk toasts are playing by self-imposed Marquis of Queensbury rules when they're in a street fight with guys with baseball bats wrapped with barbed wire, with razor blades, and with machine guns, they got to start getting wise and getting tough. Need to be uh, like Franklin Rose, special forces. We, well, we've yeah. got to be that tough. You know, yeah, we could have a street fight, but I'd rather have a special forces guy with me in that street fight. Well, you know, you say that, right? But my partner in MAGA Institute, Brooke McGowan, is running for Congress in North Carolina mm-hmm. 10 against the special forces guy, Green Beret. And you'd think he was a great guy, right? No, he holds the sole contract to provide Ukraine with heavy machine gun ammunition because Ukraine, not being part of NATO, uses uh, Russian spec weaponry. And obviously they can't get the ammunition from Russia anymore. So in order for them to get ammunition, it's a U.S. contractor doing it. And it's the Green Beret that's running against Brooke. Do you think he's going to vote to stop the war? No. No, the uniform hides a lot of sins in too many cases. But still, there's a number of them that are good, Timbo. There are some good out there. 
number of good ones. We 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 honor we honor Dan Crenshaw's service, but he's been an absolute abysmal disaster in the House of Representatives. We just need to keep coming up with better uh, candidates, more candidates. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, you and I are always looking for the guys who are business first. You Absolutely. know, that have, been, that have never been politicians before. You know, and they go. One thing I really liked about what Bernie said on uh, last Monday was that he's committed now to serving only two terms. Twelve years. That's it. Boom. He's done. He's not going to be there at ninety-seven years old. You know, still still making votes like uh, Die Spy was. You know, if we have uh, him and. Um... You know, both those senators that we have there with JD Vance, you know, they're they're both going to be disruptors. Yeah, but knowing JD Vance, knowing JD Vance and his personality, you know, he'll want to get out. You know, but he'll want to yeah. go. You know, he's one of the uh, on the list, the short list for Trump to be uh, a VP. VP. You know, and as for Frank, I'd love to. I, I'd love to see Frank run for lieutenant governor next. Lieutenant governor, and then become governor in this state. He would be absolutely. Well, fantastic. I'd like to see him be governor after uh, Ohio State Senator George Lang, our good friend, uh, just outside of Cincinnati. I think George would be a fantastic governor for Ohio. You know, and I think also, Frank could learn a lot if Frank were his lieutenant governor, and then we could have Frank for for the the two terms. I think that would be really great for the state of Ohio. Yeah, then do what a lot of the senators do, become senators from Ohio after they serve as governor. They do the same thing in Florida. You end up going yeah. to the Senate, and then you finish up and get out. You know, the other thing, speaking of Ohio, is uh, our friend, the mayor of the Buckeye Lake. Yeah. You know, coming up for her uh, election, the recall election. Tuesday. Got the nicest, Tuesday, got the nicest postcard from her. It actually said, handwritten in there, please vote for me. It was a personal I mean, touch that really, really was nice in small town politics. Yeah. We need more candidates like uh, Jereen Peterson. She's, you know, she's a lady of a certain age, still full of piss and vinegar. And, and she's committed to making her little village the jewel of central Ohio. And I think she's going to pull it off. We've been, we've been uh, advising her for the last few months and, uh, that's what we need. We need business owners that see that their community is heading down the wrong path because she's got a great plan to to expand the tax base, which will lower the residential tax base, tax uh, rates and uh, really have responsible development that's going to turn that little village into a thriving uh, town, not only for for business, but also uh, for homeowners, visitors, summer residents, et cetera. You're listening to The Reckoning on today's News Talk, TNT. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. We just have got a great example. It's on CFAC. If you Google CFAC, you'll see it. A blog that says climate alarmists like Senator Whitehouse are fueling anxiety in young people. Now, Sheldon Whitehouse is basically a carpetbagger. He's up in Rhode Island. He came from North Carolina. He knows absolutely zero about the history of New England hurricanes. If he does know something about it, then all his posturing about how bad hurricanes are getting in New England have to be complete lies. You know why? We've just gone through the longest stretch of time in the last 150 years of no hurricane hits in New England. It's a record drought of hurricane hits on the New England coast. But you got this guy up there and he's a Rhode Island senator and he realizes that's about the only place he can get elected senator, maybe in Connecticut, but they have established Democrats there. And he just spouts off and says stuff that has nothing to do with reality. And I would love to debate this guy. It would be like having someone I'd love to wrestle, just mop the floor with him. But listen to this, this came from Bloomberg Green. In the most critical cases, climate anxiety disrupts the ability to function day to day. Children and young people in this category feeling alienation from friends and family, distress when thinking about the future, and intrusive thoughts about those who will survive, according to this guy's research, Heckman. Patients who obsessively check for extreme weather, read climate change studies, and pursue radical activism, well, they seem to be in the norm. Some devastatingly consider suicide as the only solution. Now, who is responsible for that? Who's responsible for that? Certainly not the climate, certainly not the weather. We have four times the amount of people on the planet than we did in 1930 with 128 the climate deaths. It's people like Sheldon Whitehouse. 
This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog Meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Our beautiful world is changing, withering, dying by the hands of those who don't value nature, even though we all depend on it for life itself. But there is hope. Together with caring friends, the Nature Conservancy can restore our lands and save our wildlife with big solutions only nature can provide. To learn more, visit nature.org today. Well, welcome to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. What people who aren't familiar with the Northeast don't realize is that the Midwest culturally begins in Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester, Massachusetts is not very different from Canton, Ohio. Syracuse isn't that different from Columbus. Upstate New York is definitely flyover terror. And we have a, an attorney general, Chuck, that it just shows how, how important the cities are and the city, right? Many states are really Republican states, New York, Michigan, Illinois. A lot of other states are really Republican states. But we keep electing Democrats because of the massive populations of just a few cities. Tish James ran for state attorney general here on the platform of getting Trump. Now, if she were a legislator, she'd be barred by the Constitution from doing what she's doing. We have something called bills of attainder. And bills of attainder are prohibited by the United States Constitution. What's a bill of attainder? A bill of attainder is a law directed at a single person or entity. And that's what Trish James has done. You wanna talk about selective prosecution? They're literally letting violent felons go to commit additional violent felonies. But Donald Trump, who's committed no crime, now he's gotta fork over $355 million and not do business in New York pending appeal. And Tish is just one of our three girlfriends, isn't she? I mean, then, you know, it's amazing, you know, she's pressing that everyone must play by the same rules, Timbo, you know, trying to, you know, make it fair for everybody. Um, it's just not how things work, you know. And, well, it you know, is. Wait, let me just stop you there. It is how they work, but she's no man. And, and you could see in her press conference, and I urge everybody to go and just see this woman. You can see who she is. The evil flows from her eyes and drips from her voice like it's lava. It's like she's auditioning to be a Sith Lord. No one is above the law, including Donald Trump. It's not a question of Donald Trump being above the law. It's a question of the law being above Donald Trump. They're literally, they took a law and twisted it, turned it upside down and inside out to apply it to Trump. It's not a consumer protection law. The banks he borrowed from said that he didn't defraud them. It's a complete misunderstanding. And this is why it's so important that we have, have business leaders in politics, Chuck. But where's the, you know, the crazy thing, where, where's the 300 million going to go to? Well, you know, of course, no it's going to go to Tish's office. It's going to go to Tish's office to prosecute crime. But here's the thing. She's not prosecuting crime. The good news is she doesn't get her fat mitts on it right away. It goes into escrow pending appeal. And here's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see Deutsche Bank and Zurich, the two companies that he allegedly defrauded, I'd like to see them lend him the money as against, you know, collateralized by his New York properties and Mar-a-Lago and have him put that money into escrow. It'll earn interest. They'll get their money back and they'll be heroes in the New York developer market because I'll tell you, developers are not going to be developing in New York State anymore. Kevin O'Leary said as much. And uh, like you said, uh, the banks will be saying, you know, Donald Trump's a good bet. Yeah. You know, he's solid and he gives us a return and maybe uh, to do some risk avoidance on this, we'll just charge them a half percent more than what we usually give them, <laughs> you know, for something like this, you know, then Johnny, they're probably sorry. Getting, we like, got to up the VIG yeah. a little bit. No problem. It, I understand. It, yeah. It, too bad. They don't put Vegas odds on this stuff, Tim, but it would be really cool. Sports books for, for something like this, but you know, also you got, you got, she's in the same boat as Fanny and the same boat as Tiffany. So we got Fanny, Tiffany, well, tell people people. who Tiffany is. Tell people who Tiffany is. So Tiffany is a mayor of a suburb in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Tiffany Hayden. She, yeah, she's she was out on the uh, on the city's dime, flying first class, staying in first class hotels, flying all over the United States, and uh, because she was at the White House, um, and they started questioning her on the use of the funds. They can't even get Chuck. No, speaking of, can't get Chuck holes filled in that city. You know, uh, she was blowing money left and right. He didn't think anything of it. But now the FBI is probing an Illinois Democrat who met with President Biden at the White House. And automatically she pulled that race card out, Timbo. Yep. You know, it's her defense. How well, dare Well, again, you? These, these people, if you give them enough rope, they'll hang themselves, right? There was a stand-up interview. She was about to get into one of her, one of her sclades one of her, her city escalades and this is a small suburb this isn't chicago we're talking about this woman's acting like she's the mayor of chicago it's a small suburb south of chicago and she ran through you know unbelievable amounts of money and the reporter was asking her he goes you know what about the credit card abuse and she's i don't know anything about credit cards and he said you didn't travel to las vegas and she looked at him with a smirk and just the you know there used to be a show called lie to me with Tim Roth, and it was about yes. a, a psychologist that was solving crimes based on analyzing micro expressions. And her micro expression gave her away. The corner of her lip just, she couldn't help. And she was trying to suppress a smile and she couldn't. The haughtiness was unbelievable. And, she, and he said, you're not going to answer the question? She said, I responded to your question. And then she got in and off she went. The entitlement, the haughtiness, the disdain for regular working Americans, disdain for the taxpayer whose money they're abusing. It's unbelievable. These people I, think that they're so you know, rules for the rules for the not for me, you know, and I and I've sold, you know, software to the city of Chicago. My follow up, you know, provides equipment to the city of Chicago, heavy equipment. And it's like it's it, it's like an ingrained smirk they have, just like the yep. uh, the two lovebird FBI agents, you know, sitting there with the big smirk like hmm, nothing's going to happen to me. Nothing's going to do this. You can do whatever you want, but I'm going to be able to keep the cash too, and nothing's going to happen to me. And they just keep getting away with it. Well, the they usually do, although I think, she, I think she's going to get thrown under the bus. I think that she's going to be... See, because this is what Democrats do. They will throw some underlings under the bus to, to show that they're on the side of law and order. See, we're on the side of law and order. We didn't let Tiffany get away with it. That's because Tiffany's a nobody to the Democrats. They're never going to go after Joe or Hunter. You know, but they did go after uh, Jesse Jackson's uh, son when he was a congressman up in Chicago. And yes, they went they after did. him, you know, and he actually served time. You know, yes, he, was he did. Tennis for, I think he was playing tennis. And they for went after months. Blago, too. And they went after yeah. uh, they went after your pal up in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. You know, just, you know, they take their you tokens. You know, I mean, Traficante. They went after yeah. James Traficante and his, and his, yeah. his, his marvelously bad toupee. He actually did a lot of good, Tibbo. He was not a bad guy. He was you know, an old school Democrat. He was a guy you could do parties. business with. Yeah. Yeah. He stood up to both parties. He was his own guy. Should have just been independent. You know they what America needs? America needs more Democrats like Bill Daly in Chicago and like Frank Rizzo in Philadelphia. Some old, old school, school, tough as nails Democrats. Yes. And when they do do the contracts with the uh, the garbage companies and the asphalt and cement companies, yeah, they get paid a little more, but the, the shit really gets done, though, Timbo. That's the thing. Hey, look, do you know where I had the best garbage and snow removal of any place I ever lived ever? New York City. Sure, it costs a little more. That's just what you pay for enhanced service. <laughs> so... Um, Anything we want to talk about about Fannie, though, to go throw that in the group? Well, yeah, you know, Donald Trump hired a pr uh, private investigator. And what did he find on uh, on Lever Girl and her boyfriend? You know, what, 2,000 uh, cell phone calls between each other in the course of Not what, just uh, what, but when. Yes. It was a little bit before they said they started dating. Yes, amazing. And something just, yeah. else came out. The judge was a uh, political donor to hers. I think the judge needs to get bounced as well as Fanny. And I oh. think Fanny, Fanny and uh, Wade perjured themselves. And I think they need to go to prison. I was interviewing 
with uh, my good friend Brian McLean Hesher. I was sitting in for Steve Hook yesterday in State of the Nation, which you can hear right here on TNT, 3 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. And Emerald tied Fanny, whose father was a Black Panther, a Marxist, tied Fanny, Letitia James, and this Tiffany Hayden in Illinois together. They're all Marxists. There's a real problem in the Black community with Black quote-unquote leaders being Marxists. And that's why a lot of Black Americans are going to Donald Trump. They're sick and tired of the Marxists. They're sick and tired of the green mailers like Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, the hucksters. They're sick and tired of being lied to by people who say, we've got your interest at heart, but they only say that right before Election Day every four years. And what has happened to the Black community? It's absolutely been devastated by Democrat policies. And they're walking away from Democrats in a big way, Chuck. And, you know, it's an amazing marketing that what uh, Donald Trump did this past week over at SneakerCon over in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, at the sneaker convention. You know, I was telling Christy, I said, you know, you know, pair Air Jordans, you know, it's $6 million. And if yeah. they were game worn, it's even more. You know, they're, they're collector's items, you know, because they actually wore those shoes. And if they're still pristine and they're in the box, you're getting hundreds of thousands of dollars for these limited edition shoes. And you're all screaming Trump, 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 Trump down there. But do you think the Democrats would show up at an event like that to do something like that? The not news only news that, not only that, but the Democrats were dissing him. They were mocking Donald Trump. It's like, look, that's just because you weren't smart enough to do it. But there is a new pair of Biden shoes out, right? They're Velcro tabbed New Balance. And they say Biden, and they've got the extra wide platform on the bottom so he doesn't fall up the steps of Air Force One. And you can actually buy a pair that the Secret Service is now making. This is no joke. They're making Joe wear these shoes when he climbs. He can't wear dress shoes anymore going up to Air Force One. And they've, they're they making him use the kiddie stairs at the back of the plane instead of the, the big boy stairs at the front of the plane. Uh, he's still tripping on those now, too. You know, and speaking of sports and shoes, Timbo, what about, uh, we, we talk about our state up north, Michigan, you know, and they had an interview on uh, MSNBC mm -hmm. with those, uh, asking those people if they're going to, you know, support Trump. And they said they're done with Biden. You know, a but lot of these is... interviews, Go a ahead. lot of these interviews, Timbo, are actually, you know, they think they got, they got it wired and they don't, Timbo. On a lot of these MSNBCs and CNBCs, they're all saying, no, no more, no more Joe Biden. But this is what I love. Three of those four were Muslims, and they're angry at Biden from the left, not from his right, from his left. So Biden is losing his voters on the right because they're sick and tired of his policies, and they're going over to Donald Trump. He's losing his voters on the left, particularly the Muslims, because they're angry with him uh, for not cracking down on Israel, they they see they think that Israel should be cracked down on. They don't see that what the real problem there is, which is Hamas. And then you've got young people leaving, which are traditional Democrat demographic. Not all the young people, but a lot of them, even maybe most of them, because again, it's only five percent, ten percent of these wackos that we always hear about. You know, and it's like I said, it's it's affecting everything, and. Uh, you know, one last note where I, I try to talk about uh, the proposition on betting on collegiate athletes banned in Ohio. You know, how many three throws are going to do, how many foul yeah. shots are going to do, you know, and they they said that you can't bet on that in the state of Ohio. I'm glad you came around to that because I thought you were going to mention that when you said, you know, we ought to be able to bet on these. Uh, and what people who aren't familiar with sports betting, a prop bet is a proposition bet. So it's exactly as Chuck said, he's going to he's going to hit four, three, free throws in the first half or he'll hit three three-point shots in the first half and if he hits the three you win the bet if he doesn't hit the three and they lay odds on all these things all these you can bet on anything right but i think ohio is smart i believe they're leading the nation in this i think it's the first law in the nation and it's good because unlike with professionals you know professionals can be influenced right by by shady characters, but at least they're professionals. These are college kids we're talking about. We keep forgetting there's so much money in big college sports. Chuck, we keep forgetting these are 18 to 20 year old young men. We call them kids, they're not kids, they're adults, but they're still wet behind the ears. Oh yeah, their minds are still developing. 
you know, and uh, it's 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 good that Ohio's doing this. You know, it's still I don't know what they're going to do with the NIL stuff and you know name and likeness. You know, you and I both don't like that. You know, because it's just ruined college sports. You know, it, there's going to be some something's going to happen to about you know get rid of the NCA, which we wish. But uh, you know, we got a couple of minutes left. We're going to talk a little about uh, deployment and uh, right of center. Well, we are. You know, I'm really excited. Next week, the show will be remote. From uh, Monday through Friday, I'll be traveling different venues. You can follow me on my travels. You'll see the different setups. Uh, Monday night, I'll be at my brother's. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday night, I'll be in Florida uh, at, uh, with friends. And then Thursday and Friday, uh, you'll be getting me from a secure, undisclosed location. Chuck and I are going to be together uh, doing some business for Deployment Brands. Go to deploymentbrands.com and see what we're doing there. And or rightofcenterusa.com. Well, one of the things, let's talk a little bit about the polling. People don't understand how much we do for candidates behind the scenes. We're not one of the polling companies that people know about, but we do a lot of polling for candidates. You know, it's, 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 uh, we actually poll where traditional polling isn't done, Timbo. Right. Just like Donald Trump going to that sneaker con, he's going places that are not traditional places to go for votes. And we go to places where they would never think of polling. The people that really need to go out and vote in the primary or go out and vote in a general election, those are the people that we're hitting up. You know, we're hitting the business owners, we're hitting their employees. You know, we go to the uh, the wooden boat show, hit those people who don't want to have anything to do with politics, but they still vote. You know, the, the car shows, we go there, we go to sporting events, and we pull people there at different places where they would never think of playing, mainly because they're lazy, Timbo. They don't want yeah. to go out and do this kind of work. Yeah, they don't want to bother doing it. And what I love about you, you go to the National Business Aircraft Association meeting and there's guys buying, I'll, I'll take two of those planes and one of the helicopters and spending all sorts of money. And you're over talking to the mechanics because those are the real nuts and bolts Americans that are most important in politics. We, they don't get enough credit from the big boys. That's it for the reckoning this week on today's News Talk TNT. Stay tuned for the Havorier Moritz Show. Until Monday, I'm Timothy Shea. God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight.